0: Smoopy has a small mouth. Small mouth Smoopy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Yeah!
2: Welcome to Publish Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science would use Airtasker. We talked about that a little bit later, but I don't think it's ever been in the intro. No, it hasn't. Ooh. I'm Dr. Andrew Awesome Stapleton, and joining me today are Christopher T. Bat Gibson.
0: Namaste, BA. Namaste, Shmoopy.
3: And... Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. That's Dr. Cameron Shearer, Andy. And good results to you, Chris, and good editor's comments to you, Andy. Oh, thank, thank, thank you. How thank lovely. you, everyone. How lovely.
2: Um the reason I say about Airtasker is because I actually used Airtasker for the first time today. Ooh. What did you get done? I got my deck washed because it was we were meant to do it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. We did it, but we did it wrong and not properly. And it's going to rain in two days' time. So I need it to be washed, dry, and then have 24 hours for the oil. Ah, oh, they oiled it as well. No, no. I've got to do that tomorrow myself.
0: Oh, okay. so how do you wash your deck wrong? Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's why I needed an air task. Did you use the wrong soap? No, I, we didn't use any soap. We just, yeah. like, brushed it a little bit, right? No. Uh, just, like, we brushed it and, like, wet it and, like, scrubbed it a bit and you're meant to get this stuff put it on there Twenty, wait 20 minutes it's like proper hardcore deck cleaner stuff. anyway that's what they came over and is that did.
0: what the, the real bloke did? yeah it was really nice I mm. put
2: it up there I think a fair price I'm not going to say because it's going to make me sound cheap but uh, I think a fair price Three it was bucks. like 40 Three minutes bucks, yeah $3 <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway have you ever used Airtasker? no I haven't okay
0: fine out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's of course not, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Is that, is that like an internet thing where you get people to do odd jobs for you? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like a, I mean, I guess initially it was kind of like a handyman service, but I think you can do anything now. There's website design, there's, I had like a little look today, it's like, could I get a job on here? Uh, the answer is no, <laughs> no <laughs> one wants my any, skills. You
0: don't have your requisite skills. No, no
2: one wants it. Oh, a deck oiling
3: as of tomorrow?
2: Yeah, that's right, I could oil, oil decks.
0: Hmm.
3: Do you mm. have all the? Uh, do you have that little scrubbing brush thing? We have everything, mate. All right. Yeah. Why? So
2: I, I, I got one of them. Oh, can I have it? Yeah. Forever. No. Oh. Science would science like the gig economy? I guess is the ultimate question.
3: Yes, it would. I've, I think I've come up with this before that yeah. I want an air tasker for the odd jobs in the lab that I don't want to do.
2: Yeah, but you would have to pay for that. You know that, right? You would you be willing to pay?
3: No, I'm expecting <laughs> the university to pay. Because it's a better use of my time to be doing other things.
2: Right. Actually, that's a good point. I think. Yeah, I think we have covered this uh, previously. So the university would have an air task odd job budget for everyone. Yep, that's kind of cool. Do you yeah. think they would really spend money on that though? Like no. At universities? No, uh, no,
3: no, no. Definitely not. They would just yeah. expect me to work longer for nothing, for no extra pay.
2: Yeah, they're already paying you. Do it, salary man.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So so what did you say science would do, Schmoopster?
3: I said yes, it would. Science uh, would definitely not <laughs> use
0: Airtasker. Absolutely no way would it use Airtasker. Because science
3: wouldn't understand what Airtasker is, would it, Chris?
0: Uh, very good. Thank you, Schmoops, for the answer. <laughs> and and science would not want to trust uh, meager human beings to do a job that it could do perfectly.
2: So it's, it's science... Who would, are you going to
0: agree with, mum or dad?
2: Wait, well, Andy, what do you think? What do, Don't even yeah. worry about what we've said. What do no. you actually worry. think? Do you know what? I feel like science... Would use AirTasker because there's so much shit that is going on. Like to be a good scientist, you have to be all all over these other areas, right? Yeah. You can't be good at everything, so why not bring in the skills that you need? It's a great Science way to bring is
0: good at everything. And you pick mum again over dad.
2: Oh, sorry. It's
0: hurt my feelings.
2: i'm oh, sorry. Well you're more in my mind, you're more like a creepy uncle. <laughs> In fairness, so maybe that's why.
0: Um, Thanks.
3: You know, I once came across a a research group and they employed someone. So, one of the PhD students was employed to work one day a week to do lab tasks. Um, Brilliant. And so, they were titled, even though it's not a gender-specific role, they were titled the lab mum. And so they oh, would do right. the like the they would set up and organize people to help out with the tissues and they would clean <laughs> up the the tables and other things like that. Well, and this morning good. I was thinking w- this th- this group that I'm in right now needs a lab mum. Are they or, massive? Perhaps, perhaps, are they dirty? It's just there's just so many small jobs that need to be done like yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, and small but
0: important jobs.
3: Small, <laughs> small, schmoopy jobs no not for me oh okay <laughs> and yeah and uh I, I just want someone else to do them for me
2: oh no no, no it's coming out it's coming out oh, god, oh, god. it scared me oh my god what is it oh my oh what is it though it's it's all over the floor it's
0: <laughs> news for the week hey how guys. was that do you like that one no nah. cameron did that nah. make you uncomfortable that was good
2: i oh. like that one it was quick well i want it it's quick you like the quick ones
3: no 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 I reckon that'll ruin your levels for the podcast. Not at um, all. Didn't even on. clip, mate. Didn't even clip. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
2: he's, he's done, hoping he's,
0: d- he's hoping it'll ruin <laughs> it. He's, he's
2: edited a couple now. Now he knows what I've got. to battle.
0: Um, I know. What he, I know what he's talking about.
2: All right, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, oh
0: come on! I know, well, on. You, know. I
3: know you did. You go were on. you were in bloody Melbourne this weekend. I was
2: in bloody Melbourne. I was so Melbs, mate. Uh, I was so Melbs. Yeah. I had a all you can eat seven dollar fifty Tali.
0: You were you are looking more pretentious than normal. Lately. Thank you. And you usually are looking very pretentious. Thank you very
2: much. <laughs> I am looking down on everyone. You are, yeah. yeah. It's very um, obvious. I was the keynote speaker because do you remember I was doing integrity in a post-truth world? That was You this, were. Yeah. And
0: did
3: you did you do it or did you change the last second? I bloody did it. You bloody did it. I bloody did it. You
0: talked about integrity.
2: Yeah. So my talk was entitled Drowning Out the Distractions, Integrity in a Post-Truth World. And it was about overcoming the bullshit, the lies and the buffoonery.
0: Buffoonery.
3: Yeah. That's a good word. Thank you. It is about time that got got overcome. Yeah, I think so. That was
2: (laughs) the entire thrust of my speech. You know,
0: I've always objected to buffoonery. Have you? Always. Not you. (laughs) And I'm glad that you overcame it. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I told
0: others how to overcome it.
2: I gave a bloody excellent presentation. (laughs) I was myself. I was quirky. So I thought you said it was was good. But it was amazing Mm. because the content, mate, content's king and I bloody brought it.
0: You're going to let him get away with this. If I said something like that, you'd be all over (laughs) me like a wet rash. A wet rash. <laughs> <laughs> How long was
3: it? Oh, he is going to get away with it. Here we go. Hole. Twenty-five minutes. Is that all? That's a pretty short keynote address. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's piling <in> there. <laughs>
2: Mate, get ready. Quality, not quantity.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, right. Any questions at the end?
2: Yeah, three.
3: What? Well, give you? Give me a taste of the questions. Uh, they
2: all want because I actually I kind of snuck in a sneaky plug for verbalize.science. science. So, a Peepop plug. Uh, yes, I, d- I did mention in my, um, intro that I was the host and producer. <laughs>
3: producer? Are we producers? Yeah. Am no, I a producer? No, I am.
2: Well, you're, you're like assistant producer. Okay. I'm talent. You're just pure talent. <laughs> you're talent. Are. Yeah. Um, anyway, Peepop got a mention and yeah, it was all, so the questions were mainly about verbalized science, to
0: be honest. Oh, <laughs> really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> nothing about
0: overcoming buffoonery well
2: i so the talk wasn't about like this is how you do it but it was more about my approach of getting engagement and trying to be a little bit like out there being different yeah and that takes and like you know being different is tough because it's easy to create just content that's sciencey (laughs) communicatey is that no neither of those are words (laughs) Well, I mean, we're talking about buffoonery. So, uh. yeah. Um, anyway, so it's really easy to produce content and get it out there, but it's 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 a little bit more challenging to do something a bit different because you don't know how it's going to be received. Um, it got me noticed, certainly. Um, it's certainly it certainly resulted in more engagement. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that was kind of my thing.
1: Oh, well good. done well done thanks Andrew.
3: what's um what's 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 being a b- buffoon like what's give me an example of being a buffoon uh
2: oh alex jones do you know alex jones no. yeah, info yeah. wars yep
0: i know he, you mean. Is he screams a lot
2: absolute buffoon yeah, yeah. so he screams
0: he's writing into conspiracy he's got theories
2: vacuous kind of like theories on nothing which donald is trump's a good, a good
0: example of a buffoon
2: so buffoonery kind of detracts from the it, it distracts from the main issue because you're like what a buffoon like he's a He's an idiot. Actually yeah donald Trump's a perfect example because it's like he's an idiot and then while you're saying that and all the media attention is on that he's getting these horrible like legislation things passed. Okay. So the buffoonery just acts as a distraction because it's the easiest shallowest thing that the media can report on. Okay. Yeah, very
3: good Andrew. That does need overcoming. Yeah, it yeah.
0: does. It does. Yeah.
3: So was this con- I've had a look at Twitter at some point. Was yeah. this conference over the weekend? Uh, it was a Friday Saturday. Ooh.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. And, and people came on Saturday. Yeah,
2: yeah. There was there were more people there on the Friday, um, but do you know what? Kate, my partner? She's had a couple of Friday Saturday conferences
3: recently. Okay, it's
2: re- it is really weird.
3: Yeah, I guess like hardworking people are only happy to want- work on Saturdays. That's
2: right. They only want one. They're like, I can only take Friday off yeah i have to you know i'm so busy
3: yeah mm. cameron hates that word mm. especially um, a school teacher you tell me a school teacher can't take two days off during mate, the school holidays you're gonna start a revolt you don't, start,
0: don't start giving school teachers shit holy hell yeah um so that, anyway that's my news
2: so look it went really well i'm really happy please um they're gonna invite the involved already invited me back next year which is nice, isn't it? Oh, wow. It? Okay. Well
0: done. You're going to
3: up your fee this time?
2: Next time? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Like $5. <laughs> Airtasker me. <laughs> Airtasker keynote. <gasps> there's an idea. Anyway, I'll work on it. Gibbo, what
0: have you been up to, do, mate? All right. Um. Yeah, so let's Gibbo update. I yeah. think last time. Oh,
2: no. Oh, there's Gibbo. He looks so handsome. He's almost... Is he actually there? Because he's wasting away. Oh.
0: I always forget the intro. Uh, anyway, so last time I was, Shmooby, can you check your computer? Was I 106.7? Yep.
3: Last time you were 106.7.
0: 106.7, and today 105.7.
3: Wow, so one gone, whole gone kilo. Down a kilo. And it's been mm. a week. Today's the 28th of the 7th. Yeah, kilo a week. You'll be dead
0: at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 100, uh, that's still a lot of kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah still a lot of kilos. What's, uh, what's your target? Uh, well, I mean, 60. I would, <laughs> I would be dead then. Um, I was kind of like, I need incremental goals. So to get to a hundred is my first goal. Okay. But that won't be the end point. I think maybe down to 90. All right. But if I remove 17 kilos from my body, like, look how thin I look now. Yeah. You're, you're wasting away, mate. There'll be nothing of me left. You're wasting so I'm a away. a bit concerned. Um, but yeah, look, a hundred's the first, first goal. What's the timeline for that? Uh well it's taken me when did, when did I start was it April so it's taken what six months to lose ten kilos yes so maybe hundred by the end of the year I guess hopefully I guess
1: I guess I, I would
0: I would hope maybe maybe around can, 100. maybe maybe before Christmas Uh yeah it would have to be before because my eating <laughs> might I might relapse a little bit over Christmas God you that's gonna pro-lapse. be tough. Relapse,
2: prolapse. Come yeah. on, keep
0: going. Uh, anyway, so uh, so my book chapter is actually online. What? Yeah. Where can we find this delicious, lovely, nice um, thing? There, of it's got cantilevers. DOI. Uh, no, carbon nanotubes. Uh, no, no. Biological applications of AFM, basically. Um, uh, so uh, there's it's got a DOI and everything like that. It's actually uh, on my Google Scholar now as well. Is it free? Shit. No, it's not free. It will require purchasing. How, How bum much? Bum, bum. How much? It's like a couple of thousand dollars for the book what and 40 no, bucks. 40 bucks not. or 30 bucks i think for the chapter shut like that. up that's pretty it's standard it's two grand for a book for the book with all the chapters in it yeah yeah nanotechnology second edition or something it's called yeah yeah i'll have to look that up for you
2: oh my god all
0: right enough of that so graphene thickness paper now has over 50 sites on scopus wow
2: that's excellent
0: take that that is citing like a mofo um Nice. It's already I think on Google Scholar it's already beaten last year's sites. It's yep. it's like over 30 I think now or close to 30 for the year. Yeah. So doing really well. I got a bit more fame. More fame. Hang on,
2: so recap for listeners, you were the feature of a YouTube video which went viral.
0: Yeah, it's got like me and me, me and Cameron were looking at it yesterday on my computer. Cameron insisted I put it up. Yeah, and it's got like a couple of hundred views. Couple of hundred, and, are, and like was only, it? I, I thought it was twenty three. Get off! <laughs> That's how many times i viewed it. No, it's got like it's got at least ten times more views than what I've I've wow. had. A game. So it's got like two hundred and something. So That's um, excellent. Yeah, No, very good. And good advertiser article. Yeah. And uh, a news article on the um, Flinders website. Yeah, Yeah, very good. Thank you. Now, I got an email today from a couple of students. Now. And it said, I won't mention the student's name, um, but my name is Student. And for Nano1101, one of our tasks is to profile a researcher. Yeah. Me and my partner have decided to do you. Uh. We were wondering if we could chat to you briefly and ask you a few questions just about what you do and why you do it. If you can just let me know what times would suit you. So someone is doing an assignment on me. On you. There's the Gibbo assignment. Yep, they're doing it on me. So I I email back, of course, like I'd be more than happy to talk about myself.
2: (laughs) I reckon within like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I'll do anything you want.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. They were shocked, I think, at how quickly uh, I responded. Uh, I said, clear your day, clear a couple of days. yeah.
2: You need to get to the deep dark pits of Gibbo. We got some work to do. Yeah. We got some work to do. So, so what th- would that those poor
0: buggers are in for some trouble. Going to the pub with you, spending the night in your house. Well, I've got lots of lots of odd jobs around the lab. That they gonna <laughs> have to help me out with lots of uh, dead insects to vacuum up. And, yeah. You know, Karen yeah. knows what that's all about. Yeah. Um and that is news from Gibbo for the week. Congratulations, Congratulations. Gibbo. Well done. Short and sweet. Shmoopy.
2: Yes. Go. It's my turn now, is it? Go. Quick! You got five seconds. Four, three.
3: Not a lot of science news this week, but I've got personal news. Oh, what personal in, news? In two thousand and nineteen, huh? I will be a father.
1: What?
0: Whoa. Can you believe you've made life? I'm I'm joining Gibbo's
1: you club.
2: You now have proof you've had sex.
0: <laughs> He's a man. He's oh. a man. He's he's a man. I'm <laughs> twice the man he is, but he's a man. Well, You're still not a man. No. There is no evidence he's that you are a man. Pointing at no. Andy. Yeah, no, no. evidence well, at all. In congr- fact, can you- we get to the topic at <laughs> hand, mate?
3: <laughs> well, oh, are you taking over my good news? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm trying to insult Andy.
2: <laughs> well, so much congrats. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well very smoopy, very well very happy. Yeah. we are very proud of you. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. and Lauren of course, very proud yes, of Lauren.
2: Both you and Lauren. Um, so tell me, when do you start be- being dad like? Have you started to oh. feel it building up inside you? I don't what know, is do he's it? wearing... That does look a bit like a
0: cardigan you're wearing. He's, he's
2: wearing
3: a <laughs> zip-up cardigan. It's,
0: he's wearing a cardigan, folks. And I think I
3: bought this cardigan before I was aware that I was going to be a oh, father. No,
0: you deep down, you knew. Yeah, you knew fatherhood right. was coming. Well done. I love it. Dad Um twice.
3: I don't think anything's happened. Uh, I've become a little bit more anxious about, <laughs> about everything. Everything. Um, but maybe that was just... Gradually growing anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: you've always been pretty anxious. What about um, the surliness levels? Have they gone up or down?
3: Or what have, you, have you noticed the difference? They've gone up. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There probably, probably is a bit more surly. That's yeah. still the, the baseline surliness is quite high.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm probably more outwardly surly. I've always been this much inwardly. Yeah. Um, but no, I think- you've never been. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: let, let us tell you. No. (laughs) The blood gates are open now. What you think is inward is outward. (laughs) So, what is it?
2: It's like, but fuck it. I'm going to be a dad soon. Just have my wrath.
3: Yeah.
0: Once you create life, Andy, it puts a new perspective on existence. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Smoopster. Well done.
3: Yeah. So, um, it means I have about four months to get a permanent job uh, in order to um, look after my family, provide for the family.
2: Well, uh, if any of our listeners have a permanent job in Adelaide. Yeah, uh, give me a call. Give Schmoopster a call because he'll be a great employee because he'll be so shit scared about losing his job. He'll do anything (laughs) you say.
3: No complaints for a very long time. (laughs) No outward complaints.
2: It's time for topic of, topic of the Day.
1: Topic of the Day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're really ramping that. Yeah, <laughs> we? I love it. I love it. it. It's my I, favorite part. It <laughs>
0: actually gets better every time. It really does. And every time I say that, and it still gets better.
2: The topic for the day is what happens when academics leave? What happens to the postdoc students who are going and those left behind? What about all the equipment and expertise they take with them? And how does the department or university fill the hole that's left? In short, peeps, we're talking about knowledge vacuums. Um, Where did this come from? This this comes from the Gibmeister.
0: The brain of Gibson. I'd like to expand it slightly. I know that in my initial uh, email I said what happens when academics leave. But let's expand that to senior scientists, postdocs, anyone who's accrued a... a certain amount of excellent knowledge in a laboratory group. What happens when they leave?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Shmoopster,
0: mm-hmm.
3: what's happened in a group you've been in? Well, so the group I'm in at the moment, or at least the lab that I'm working in, mm. when I arrived, there was someone who had been there for eight years. So they did their master's and PhD there and then were working there as a postdoc. That's a long time. It is a very long time It's That's to a be lot of in. knowledge. Uh, and they, they recently left because they we're offered a permanent position.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. Yours went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and so when I arrived at the beginning of the year, they were the senior person. Mm. And um, now, eight months later, um, I am the most senior
0: person in the lab. Oh, so I, I bet
2: I, you love that, schmoop. Did you say a month or eight months later? Eight late. months
0: later. Eight months later, you and our... Senior head honcho. So, I've, I went from most junior to most senior. Big cheese. Nice. Eight Big man on campus. Nice.
3: Well, no, actually, it's not nice because I was enjoying not being the person who had to solve problems. Not
0: being the go-to guy.
3: And not being the go-to guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, this person that left, did he leave you any like stuff behind? Like, Did he just leave?
3: Did he leave any knowledge? Yeah. Well, so, there's there's quite a lot. So, they, they made a few of the instruments that I use. Okay. And... If anything were to go wrong with any of these instruments, I would not have any idea on how to fix them because <sighs> they're all completely custom made. Ooh, um, Shit. And then not only the instruments, but also they've written their own um, LabVIEW programs to run them. Yeah. So if anything Ooh. goes wrong with those, I wouldn't have any idea on how to fix them. Yeah. Did they do any documentation at all? There is some documentation, but there's not a, enough. For me mm. to to be able to do anything, and mm. so I'm in this situation where there is a large knowledge va- knowledge vacuum left behind from this person who was so important for so long, and then that mean they just
0: had to they had to go. They had a better opportunity elsewhere. Mm. What? Well, how much lead in time did you have before they left? Like how long did you know before they left?
3: Uh, a bit over a month. Okay, so it wasn't a, a massive rush. Uh, but they were still finishing off, like in these times when a postdoc leaves, they are mostly expected to finish experiments or to finish off writing papers, and then kind of the afterthought is, oh, and make sure everyone knows how to do everything. So he didn't. <sighs> he
0: didn't have a full month off to show everyone everything. He actually was doing doing work every day.
2: Yeah, but how big is the group? Um, at the moment four people okay so you lost a fifth you lost 20% of your yep. expertise yeah but it sounded like he was like the yeah the head honcho so not it, yep. it was more than 20% of the knowledge oh definitely left. okay
3: so they, 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 were, they were the only person that was there before this year oh okay so you're all new yes so
2: it's like a whole new brand new research so he's team. got like
0: 95% yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right maybe wow. even more whoa <laughs> Well, so one, well. one quick question say you do run into problems what will you do
3: well they so they they haven't left the state um, and I know their mobile phone number oh that's
2: <laughs> that's raw like
3: that's their mistake well, but, <laughs> well they might change their they might change their phone number
2: yeah yeah um give my stir before we go on to before we go on to problem solutions stories stories from you
0: so I've, I've, I do have a story um and this is, this is reasonably typical, I think, of what, of what kind of happens, maybe slightly exaggerated. Um, we had a, a PhD student that, uh, that Cameron knows and they were leaving for uh, a postdoc overseas. Mm-hmm. And I, I do remember, I hope I'm remembering this right, and I, I think it was this, this student who's now a postdoc. Uh, sorry, got a permanent position. Oh. Um, we were in a group meeting. And it was enough.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't believe I'm being the <laughs> the serious one. Stop it! This is serious. And um, we at a group meeting, and we were talking about different ex- <laughs> different different things that people were going to do for this particular project. Yeah. And we went around the group, and it was like, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and then this per- came to this person who was leaving, yeah. and you're going to do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> think it's a little cheeky, chappy at the end.
0: And then that person said, "I'm leaving in two days."
2: Hang on, what? They didn't even you didn't even know about it.
0: No, everyone knew they <laughs> were leaving. This was the problem. This is my point. So is we, there they, was a month of lead-in. There was there was plenty of time for lead-in. But no but planning. No planning. No yeah. thought. And so we get to the meeting. It's like, oh, can you do this? And they're like, I'm leaving in two days. Yeah. And so that is kind of typical i think of what happens Mm. people leave they have a lot of knowledge and it just gets put off and put off and put off and put off until basically it's too late yeah and they simply don't have enough time and there's no one interested in trying to learn all the stuff they learn Mm. they have they have accrued and that knowledge essentially gets lost there's so much unwritten
3: knowledge in a research group yeah it's like if you are at a point where, like, when I the first research group I was ever in, there were two senior PhD students, and then the knowledge that they just shared verbally to me really made me such a better scientist than I would have been if I was in a group without them. Yeah. Kind of. I know working it out for yourself is important, but just getting this shared knowledge from a senior person yeah, is just, so important.
2: It, it, in, like, is your foundation of learning more right? Yes. Like, in a quick conversation or, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever in the lab with them, you can get up to speed and yeah. then you go off on your own.
3: Yeah. Well, it, uh, even like that, even getting up to speed is something, but then there's still this continual source of information afterwards sure. as well. And it it really can just disappear yeah. because there's no real like... So a, a PhD student, for example, is expected to actually leave the group afterwards. And a postdoc is never going to be a postdoc in that group forever Mm. either. Uh, And so, I don't know. It's just, it is a problem that a lot of knowledge just gets lost just when people change jobs and then they don't need to know those things anymore. And it's never written down because it's, there's not really a place to write down the, you know, oh, that guy's always grumpy on Monday mornings. (laughs) Speak to him on a Tuesday afternoon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so, it's a it's a failure of um i guess the publishing process where it should capture this right it should capture the method i mean open data and all that sort of stuff will maybe go some way of filling that gap um but i was in a group and this was probably the worst i've ever seen it where i entered a group where there was zero people i.e just the lead researcher Mm -hmm this was for third year research some uh, in newcastle so this knowledge gap was there was someone there 6 months before me oh <laughs> they did stuff mm-hmm. yep and then they had to tell the supervisor and then 6 months later i came in and i picked off uh, picked up where he left off okay but as told by the supervisor oh
3: a bit of telephone, scientific telephone. Yeah, so it that's,
0: was. That's a small research group. That is a very small <laughs> research group. Yeah, that yeah. Guy, that supervisor was on his own. Yeah, for yeah. Six months. For
2: six months,
4: six
2: was months a, of, of forgetting. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So look, it, it, I've never, it was the only time I've ever seen a supervisor like in the lab with me, mm-hmm. like properly. Like they were the, the only source of information and the, t- the tips and tricks. Um, it was equal parts scary, but he knew his way around a lab, which is not what I can say about my uh, sort of proceeding. Yeah, uh,
3: well, I am. I am assuming that they were relatively junior if they've only if they don't have that many nope. PhDs. Ju- nope. <laughs> <didn't>? <laughs> no,
2: they were, no, they were no. quite senior. They, they were really, really senior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. In, i've only ever been in really small research groups yeah. so and also even though there's a lot of crossover in terms of like instruments i don't think i've ever been in a group like where there's been so much crossover that it's caused much of an issue does that make sense like all you have to do is know how the instruments work and there's sops there's always really good sops and someone to manage that mm-hmm. and then everyone helps each other out in terms of skills but you very quickly focus on your thing. Um, so I'm talking about like PhD, postdoc. Like for for example, going into my postdoc at Flinders, it was a brand new project. Yeah, and it was like, okay, go. Like, oh well, where do I start? Literature review. That was it. That's all I had. Um, and that's kind of been like the story. I went into my last postdoc at UniSA, and it was like, okay, go mm mm-hmm. Uh oh okay fine what do I do well we've made these marriages in the past but you're doing something different so you just work it out um so yeah so I've not the knowledge gaps for me i don't know they the only thing I could say i guess is that um they haven't been so much of an issue because i've i've always started new projects
3: yeah so you're not really coming across the situation where oh that was um you know Harrison's. Idea, and he knows how to do it. Or yeah, who's Harrison? Yeah. Oh, he left two years ago. That's
2: right, yeah, yeah. He's now working in Germany. So the question is, uh, what is the biggest issue of people leaving?
3: Well, it's a case-by-case basis. Mm. It's hard to say that the one thing's always going to be the same. I really think that the what really slows down research groups sometimes is just kind of everyone really being experts in the area. And so... <laughs> I know that's yeah okay. It's probably worth getting laughed at, but like you, you kind of need other people of similar level to you so you sure. can have like intelligent conversations about what to do next. Yeah. So
2: hang on. So if those Venn diagrams, do you mean so like you just need a little bit overlapping, or no, do you mean
3: it's more like, um, uh, so say if you were to talk about to someone with about, um. Making transparent conducting electrodes. Yes. You would be much you would get a lot more out of your own research if there was someone else in that group who knew as much as you do. Mm. So that if you said, I might try and add some P dot PSS, they could say, Yes, good idea or no, not a good idea and they and they're not guessing. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that's kind of, that, that kind of vacuum is what I have missed the most in other groups when someone's left mm. and then all of a sudden uh, the person who I used to ask for advice is gone Yeah, and then I'm kind of back working it out for myself again. Mm.
0: And So does that knowledge, does, have you ever been in a situation where you really feel knowledge is just lost? There's a technique that's no longer simply used or, or done because that knowledge is gone or do you find usually that there's enough overlap with other people that they get there eventually, that other people will, you know what I mean, will end up reproducing that work but it just takes a bit more time.
3: Well, there's definitely been time. So we, like at at Flinders Uni, there there was a couple of academics who left uh, and some of them were felt more than others but there were quite a few bits of instrument left behind Mm. when one of them left and then there was very few people left who knew how to use the instruments and then as far as i know they just sit remaining unused to this day.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely i think the instrument thing if um, if they're purposely uh, specifically built for like a project yes. and that project leaves but that, that doesn't that really. hasn't affected me because
3: yeah, it's not my project that's that they've right, been yeah. built for. That's it's, just kind of you look at the wasted money and you feel a you know, that's a bit sad. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that sort of thing definitely happens.
2: Hmm you have been around for a while long time is it getting worse now that contracts are shorter there's less money sloshing around in science's pockets have you noticed from your time i don't know let's say as post docking or phd to now has it got worse better the same what do you oh, think?
0: For me, it feels probably about the same. I don't think it's really changed that much from my perspective anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, I mean, a lot of the groups I've worked in or groups I've worked with, there's usually enough overlap. Right. So there's enough people doing kind of similar stuff that even if someone leaves who's got quite a bit of skill, it doesn't necessarily leave a massive gap. Yeah. So there's usually – so someone might know how to use a particular instrument better than someone else or something like that, but that doesn't mean that it's there's a huge roadblock. Uh, so I haven't really noticed that as much. Now The thing that that Shmubi said was the equipment thing. That does definitely happen. Mm. But I've seen that in lots of places, mm. where someone's an expert at a particular piece of equipment, where they've actually made it themselves, they disappear, and then it's never really used again. Mm. So that does definitely happen. But it, I mean, the main problem I think is is time lost. So it's other people having to come up to speed when someone's left. Where if it was if there was better planning and better you know, sort of a transfer of knowledge, that wouldn't be such an issue. Mm. So I think some of this does come back to the supervisors. Like, if they just planned it a little bit better and in advance, because usually you've got a little bit of lead time when someone's leaving. Yeah. Then the the transition it's always gonna be a little rough, but the transition could be a lot smoother.
1: Mm.
2: When's it worst? When when is when is the whole the biggest? Is it when PhD students leave? Is it postdocs? Is it like the more senior, the bigger the hole? Is that always the case? I think
0: it's the situation that Cameron's just talked about before. When you've got a senior research scientist in the group who's, I mean, the academics obviously, you know, they can't be in the lab all the time making equipment, doing experiments. But when you've got someone in the group like that and they're gone and it's exactly like where you've got, they've been in the group for a lot of years and then you've got a relative new cohort. Mm. And then they leave, then that can be. I think that that that's kind of the perfect storm. Mm. Sorry, Shmoopy. Shmoopy. working
3: it out. I got a got a very good example. Um, I, we share we share half a lab with another group, so it didn't exactly happen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also had their guy who's been around for seven years leave as well. Ooh. Um, and they have a computer in there that they use all the time, and. Me and another guy were playing around with some cords in the computer and we turned around and looked looked at the computer screen. I've gone, oh, whoops, we turned the computer off. So, <laughs>
2: whoops, whoopsie. <laughs> and,
3: and, and when I, I said we turned the computer off, yeah. but it was the other person who oh, yes. cord. I'm cord. How brave of you. <laughs> Buck passing, very good. <laughs> and so, we, we restarted the computer. I was like, oh, whew, thank, whew. thank gosh, it's, it's working. And then I said, all right, um can you just come around and, and log in? And he comes around and he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea what the uh, uh, password was. Yeah, the, they're the, the things computer. that need to be sorted out. <laughs> yeah. like they really do. I mean, that's
0: basic stuff, <laughs> that, isn't that it, is. at that point? But it's the devil's in the details with this sort of stuff. So yeah. I just think if supervisors just you know, in advance go get a plan together, you know, just get a few people and say, right, you need to learn this, you need to learn that, you need to set times and then keep on them about it. And have meetings, even updating every week, it'll go fine. It'll go fine.
2: Schmoopy. Yep. What's the ideal situation?
3: Of someone leaving? Of someone leaving. So I think two things. Uh, number one, like Chris just said, lots of preparation. But number two is I'm I just really unhappy with the university structure of a group. Oh, let them have it. And so, I mean, we, go on. we've been working in like these relatively small groups. Anyway, and so these are mostly PhD student-led, or maybe occasionally there might be one postdoc whose money is tied to a grant, and so they're always going to be transient, and it kind of just needs a bit more stability in that that position between PhD student and uh, balanced academic, Mm -hmm. and so and then that this person then who's on in a more stable position can kind of be this owner of the group knowledge yeah
2: um we've talked about it i think previously this
3: idea of like not i don't mean this in like
2: a derogatory way like a lab tech but like a senior research associate or something yeah.
3: that works under a, a, a primary supervisor. who's responsible for the
0: day-to-day running of the group. So yeah, yeah.
3: And, and plenty of large groups do have this mm. but i just like it would just be so much help so much more helpful and so say you know that one of them is leaving soon because their contracts over they've said you know in six months time i'm going to accept this position there should be money left to bring in the next person early so that the overlap isn't necessarily with phd students who have to quickly learn and then they would teach the next person Mm. but they would just be this overlap of this senior these two senior people.
0: I think that's the ideal situation is overlap. And we had that recently in my lab, in the lab I run. So we had Ash Slattery left, and then Jason Gascook took over from him. Good. And there was quite a long period of overlap because both people worked at the same university. Yeah. And so Ash was able to transfer a lot of his knowledge to Jason. Took some organization and, and, and you know, some time, but that meant Jason took up a lot of what he was doing, and the transition has been relatively smooth.
2: Do we need like a matrix situ- situation?
0: Like downloading Where knowledge. Down- yeah, that's
2: right. You download your knowledge into a thing and then you, re- you upload it into the incoming person.
0: Sounds good.
3: Would you do that? Would you allow me to know everything that's in your brain?
2: I would spend a month looking t- in detail at my own genitalia <laughs> and accidentally transfer that file. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I imagine it's all together. I don't think you have a choice. Like, if I think yeah, that I would be just- getting everything like, you know, Star Trek reference, like a mind meld. Like, would you allow me to
2: mind meld you? I don't think I'm going to say like Charlie Sheen now, but I do not think you could handle what goes in or, or, on in this <laughs> shroopster
3: I don't think I could either. I'm just. It <laughs> sounds like I a just, challenge. Just, <laughs> no, I, I. I don't want to know.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a bloody nightmare in here. Mm, um, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's int- uh, if if I could separate it, the science, like the professional, from the nudity. Mm. Uh, yeah, why not? So but at the same time, I'd let I'd let a sneaky uh, sneaky nudity pic slip in just for just for your,
0: your pleasure. Well, on on that bombshell, let's get back, <laughs> let's get back to the topic. Oh, so okay. What about um? So let's go let's go bigger. An academic we sort of touched on it before. When a, a big academic leaves, they take equipment, they take knowledge, they're gone. What what is what happens to the group left behind? What happens to the students? Ah, um, the
3: student's left behind. What happens to the well, student's I've left students behind?
0: Students are going to listen to this and they want to know because this could happen to them.
2: Yeah, well, I've only ever seen a situation where students are given the option to go with the academic. That's normally part of their, like if they're big enough. They're
0: the only contingency on that is usually what stage they're in in their PhD. So yeah, this right. has happened quite a few times in the last 10 years since I've been at Flinders. And what usually happens is if a student's probably over halfway, getting close to two-thirds of the way through, they will remain. Mm. And that means uh, their primary supervisor, who left, can no longer be their primary, and usually the associate supervisor takes that role. Mm. Hopefully, by then the student is up to speed enough that they can kind of look after themselves. Well, they should be, I guess. But if equipment goes, that can be a problem. That can be a problem, and it yeah, does right. it does happen. Um, if a student's usually less than halfway, they'll be given the option to uh, to travel. Mm. Oh, it's a big decision.
2: Yeah, but I've only ever seen situations where big people leave, and then it's like, oh well, we don't have, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> like in terms of the skills that kind of go. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's oh, absolutely true. Okay, yeah. well, we've lost that capability. We just adjust. Like, there's no, there's no attempt in like a group situation where you try to regain that knowledge quickly. Normally, it's just like, oh, oh well. You kind of hope that there's mind. another
0: academic who's doing something similar who has collaborated enough. But on average, I think you're right. When a big academic leaves, some some Capability. skills are gone. Yeah, some yeah. capabilities are just gone.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Shmipsa?
3: Yeah, I've never had it directly affect me before.
2: Mm.
3: So, uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> no, I, I, I like even academics who I've collaborated with have left and I just can't remember. Like it just didn't really affect me. I, I guess I just – there was enough lead in time that I knew it was coming and mm. so I would just – all of those projects kind of just came to a
0: close. Yeah, so we've yeah. got some students who their supervisors left recently, and they've managed to get. And the ones that that, that have stayed on, I think they've managed to get that they just up when it went up a gear, and started getting a lot more done because they knew that in say six months a lot of the equipment was going to be gone. And so I don't think it has affected them as, as so you're much. you're telling
2: me it's a good thing. Well... It helps productivity. It, in a way, it <laughs>
0: can be. If a student's nearing the end, I think yeah. it will call, it will sort of force them to, to take it up a notch.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right then, final thoughts. Uh, knowledge vacuums, what can we do to stop them? What's our What's our P-POP recommendation?
0: Plan ahead and
3: be proactive. Communicate and... Change the university structure.
0: Simple. <laughs> yeah. Communicate and disseminate. Isn't that Perfect. That yeah, well, That's done. Pretty good well done. Well yeah. done. Thank you.
2: Our next section is not science this because we've got a brand new awesome segment called Pregnancy Superpowers. Ooh. The premise is we need a pregnant lady.
0: Do we, do we have one handy?
2: Do we have a pregnant lady? I can go find one. Perfect. <laughs> go one.
1: Hi. Oh, that was quick.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, wicked. Um, so first of all, Lauren, congratulations. Thank you. All well our done, P-pop Lauren. listeners well are very excited because we're going to have a new P-pop fan. True. Very
1: that true. That can join them. Yep. <laughs>
2: um, and buy t-shirts. Oh yeah, we can get. We can get baby merch now. On- onesie, Peepop pop mon- onesie, onesie merchy stuff.
0: Little mittens and little booties.
2: Um, so Lauren, you're in the medical profession. Yes. What have you heard about pregnancy and superpowers?
0: I'm
4: trying to think of any superpowers that I've been told about. Probably nothing. Flight. No flight.
0: Invincibility. Lots
4: of my my power to be able to go to the toilet all the time. I've Is got that, a that too. I've got that as well. <laughs> um. It's not about you, Chris. But feeling tired all the time. Yeah. Um,
2: God. So the, they're not those. superpowers, really. These say, are these,
4: the only things I'm being told. These, <laughs> oh. so. Well, don't worry
2: because P-pop has got your back. We okay. have done our research and we're going to actually test the superpowers we found online that apparently pregnancy imparts on people. Okay. In mm. this case, that people is you. That's me. Yeah. Um... I'll go first. Let's do it. All right. So, I was reading that, of course, when people are... When people... I guess when people are pregnant, that also works. When people are pregnant, mm-hmm. um, the power to consume a lot of food very quickly increases.
4: I can definitely consume a lot of food at the moment. So I what don't know how quick I can do it.
2: Uh, now, is it is it rude to ask... Is How do you ask this politely... How far along are you? Is that...
4: That's, that's how, what people say. Okay. <laughs> I am
2: completely out of my depth here.
4: Well, probably pretty word for word. That's oh, what people thank you. say.
2: Oh, God. I thought it was pretty un-PC, really. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Currently, I'm 14 weeks along. 14
2: weeks. So, what we've got to do is at 14 weeks, this is our kind of baseline beginning proper pregnancy world time stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, to test your ability to eat a lot fast i've got your favorite food which is chocolate chocolate (laughs) and what we're going to do each week or each time that we record is i'm going to give you one serving which is four squares of dairy milk cadbury's chocolate not a plug um and we're going to time to see how fast you can eat it i also like the idea that i will race you Mm mm-hmm so Ooh, we'll race yeah. together to eat this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to be the control throughout these, these, this experiment. Okay. All right.
4: This reminds me of that chocolate game. You used to, did you used to play that as a kid? What, just eat as much chocolate <laughs> as humanly <laughs> well, that's possible? That's what it was. You can beat you him to, You, you had to him. cut it with a knife and fork and eat it square by square. Until no,
0: I don't know that one.
4: You never played that?
2: No. Mm. All right. So there's your four squares. Thank Ooh. you. All right. I've got should, should Chris
3: and I be timing yeah, this?
2: Yeah, so someone time Chris, this on you your a, phone. No,
3: I can only time one person at a time. Oh, shit, so I have to now work on. out how to use my no, stopwatch. No, no, I'll do it on
2: my watch. Oh, thank God.
4: <laughs> no cheating.
2: I will cheat. I will 100% cheat. All right, so we've got one serve of chocolate. Chris, do you want to describe what happens just in case this is disgusting? I can do it, no problem. So, ready? Hang on, let me just check. Yeah, that's how my, it works. Are you timing yourself? Yeah, Okay, three, <laughs> two, one, go!
0: Oh, they're eating. They're eating really fast. Andy's chewing. Lauren's chewing. Cameron's looking nervous because he's worried Lauren's going to lose.
3: <laughs> How do I know when they? Do you have to show your mouth to say you are finished? Has to be clear. You just say. Actually, just just tell me, and I'll if you're not lying. Yeah. Andy's winning. Andy's about three squares in. Lauren's only two squares. In. I'm amazing at this. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are assessing how it'll change over time, so it doesn't matter if
3: catching up. Andy has completely filled his mouth with chocolate. All the squares are gone. Andy's chewing. Lauren's still got a square left.
0: He's got a big, hairy man mouth, but.
3: 40 seconds have elapsed. Andy is licking the roof of his tongue. Done.
0: Yeah, he's
1: finished.
3: Lauren's got all the squares in. Beat a minute, Lauren. Come on. Come on, do the minute, Lauren.
2: Come on, you can do it. You
3: can beat the 10th one-minute
0: four-square world record for a a 14-week pregnant woman. You can do it. You can do it. it. Uh, You can do uh, it. Done.
3: (laughs) One minute and six seconds. My baseline is Uh, one minute and six. That's
2: way Uh. harder than... That's hard on my jaw. (laughs) What, <laughs> Matt,
1: you still like chocolate? I like chocolate.
0: Should next time, maybe you should have a glass of milk. Hmm. With it. Would that be better? Uh, as as I suppose we can't just change really it up like now, chocolate. can we? Mm. No, that's it. Yeah.
1: It's done. All right,
2: so there's our baseline.
3: Andy, mm. this is your science experiment. I've noticed you've got no lab book. You're not taking any notes.
2: No, I'm recording it, mate. <laughs> no, I'm bloody recording it. The best way of recording experiments it has been recorded. <laughs> All right, good.
4: It's, bit, it's actually a bit sad that I ate that so fast. It's gone.
1: Oh, I've got plenty more. (laughs) No, no, you can can have the balance.
0: And don't forget, Lauren, there's nothing stopping you doing some training.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Chris. That's right. (laughs) Regular training.
0: No, no, chocolate eating training. (laughs) Chocolate
2: eating training. All right, so there we are. So there's my experiment. Uh, I hope you improve because then the superpower of eating fast will be confirmed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Who's next? Gibbo. All right, I'll go next. I am testing the superpowers of... Memory and precognition.
3: Like uh, that movie that I like, Minority Report.
0: Yep, so precognition is ability to see in the future. Memory is... Memory.
4: See in the future. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: that's what we're going to test. It's going to be really good.
3: Right. Is that why you brought those isolation tanks?
0: Exactly. (laughs) Well, spent the last three days here (laughs) measuring the salinity. Andy didn't give me any help bringing them in. (laughs) Hundreds of kilograms. Anyway, so I'm going to give you three sets of words to recite back. There's seven words in each set. Don't worry, it doesn't matter how many you get wrong because we're seeing how it improves over time.
4: I... Would like to say that baby brain is actually a thing, that's so this okay. isn't that's okay. well. Work. That's what
0: we're going to test as well. But I think you'll have no problem getting these. So first, now, listeners, these words are random, absolutely They're random. Clearly uh, not. No. They, <laughs> just, they just Here comes floated seven in the ether and came into my head, huh? and I just wrote them down straight away. Okay. So, so no problem. So first set.
4: I hate this already.
0: Shiny. <laughs> Bald, thin, weedy, baby, arms, Andy. <laughs> so random.
4: <laughs> Do I have to say them in that order? No, you can say them in order. This Well, shiny, Andy, arms, weedy, bald. Stop looking at me. Thin. <laughs> How many is that? Six? Six. You only got one more. One more. I can't think of it. Arms. I said arms. Did you? Yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
4: <laughs> I think it's the second one I'm missing. Bald. No, I said bald.
0: Uh, thin, weedy. Did you say weedy? Yep. yep. Oh, then you got them all. Well done. <laughs> probably need to count. Well done, give <laughs> over. Uh, Anyway, so second set. Again, completely random. Surly. Grumpy. Disagreeable. Cranky. Irritable. bother. Cameron. <laughs> Again, surly, grumpy, disagreeable, cranky, irritable, father, Cameron. Completely random.
4: Okay. Cameron, father, grumpy, irritable, disagreeable. <laughs> There's two more, isn't there? Two more. Damn it. Surly, and mm, no. Nah.
0: Irritable. I thought I said Ver- irritable. Did she? What was
4: the, you? What you need was the to get a pen then. and mark them off. God, Dis- disagreeable. Oh, disagreeable, I missed. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I think. Once again, a without get- a pen and paper. Hey, uh, <laughs> <you>, mate, we're <laughs> <right> <laughs> it. Well, things, down. Well, things
4: down. When you well. listen to this back and like,
0: <laughs>
3: like you'll realise how
4: working. bad
0: this is. It's <laughs> quite, quite a lot of silliness being aimed at me. Third set. Again, random. Amazing, incredible, brilliant, beautiful, amazing.
4: That's twice. Great, (laughs) Gibson. Hey, Gibson, great, amazing, twice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Oh, see, I keep laughing and I forget to pay attention. (laughs) Very good. What have I said already? I said Gibson, you said, I said Gibson. amazing twice. You said
0: amazing twice. Brilliant. You've said brilliant. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. This is the baseline. Come. So I, th- I think it was incredible. Might have mm-hmm. been one you missed. Yeah. And beautiful.
4: Ah, uh, okay. That's because, well, she would one. have always had a problem with should that one. She have remembered that be- one. If we're
0: going for it, it's right. you. So now precognition. So what we're going to do is, oh, actually, uh, we can't do one of them this week. What I was going to say was, you have to. Predict my weight to the nearest kilo the next right time now. we do it. Oh, the next time. Because we already we already saw you already saw mm-hmm. the weight today. So in the future we'll have to keep the weight away from you and you well, can, can predict I actually it. predict it for next Yeah. Oh I'll yeah, predict predict of course. Predict week. it for next time. So I got hundred and five point seven. So you just have to predict the next one. And the next one will be a Am I allowed to know weeks. your
4: average oh, your average loss per week?
0: Um <sighs> or is that cheating? <laughs> well it's fluctuated so much um, up and down. It's, it's probably an average of half a kilo a week, I'd say.
4: And so, how long until the next episode? Uh,
0: it's going to be a few weeks, I think, till we Three do another weeks. one. Yeah.
4: Okay. I'm going to say 102.4. Oh. Ooh. Lauren, I hope I, I can chills. I got chills.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, I. Jeez, I hope I can. I, I can read.
4: Maybe I feel, I feel <laughs> no, this is how I've it got, works. You know, I've got a conference. I predict I've got a, something. I've got a
0: conference coming up,
4: and you work towards. Oh,
0: jeez. You plan to the conference cakes at lunch. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best, Lauren. <laughs> I feel some pressure. All right, now the other thing is, I have drawn a picture of Andy a picture of Cameron and a picture of myself. Now, you can't see them. I want you to tell me whether the pictures are complementary or not. The first person is Cameron. Do you believe the picture is complementary or not complementary? Not. I will let you be... The judge.
4: <laughs> it's half and half, I would say. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm seeing basically there's a head of just a mop of hair. There's no face there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's above
1: the hair? Um,
4: it says Cameron. And, oh, there's lightning bolts and like, you know, when people are angry in cartoons, like a cloud of anger. <laughs>
0: and his shirt, what's he say um, on his shirt?
4: On his shirt says "sport," so that's complimentary. And, and what are they saying? Um, Cameron's saying "grumble, grumble" <laughs> in, in his speech bubble, and his mouth. There is a mouth there. It's down. It's um, It's, it's too big,
0: actually. I made the mouth right. way too big. It should have been smaller. Um,
4: and then he's wearing chinos. Um, again, I think complimentary. But for some reason, wearing high heels and oh. has like webbed fingers. That's that's just the
1: way I draw.
0: <laughs> that was unintentionally non-complimentary. It's not
1: a thing about my webbed fingers. <laughs> no, no, it's
0: got nothing to do with your oddly His webbed big
1: fingers.
2: Aquaman hands.
0: <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll call that. You you said non-complimentary, but we'll it call looks... it complimentary. So you might have got that one wrong. Is that fair to say? No your precognition, we're testing precognition. Hang
2: on, when we're I testing first saw subject, it, subjectivity.
4: When I first saw it, I thought yeah. it was non-complementary. Yeah. So I got that right.
0: Okay, there you go. But
4: it is also very subjective. <laughs> like, I didn't put much effort in. <laughs> this. You so. need to decide. You, you tell us.
0: I thought it was complimentary, yeah. I thought it was complimentary.
4: Okay, well, then I'm wrong. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I yeah. think
2: you, there's a problem with you <laughs> in this. All right, who's next?
0: Andy's next. Now, do you believe this is complimentary or non-complimentary?
4: Based on the fact you thought that picture was complimentary, I'm going to say (laughs) (laughs) non-complimentary.
1: I
2: only saw like that edge of it and I was like, what the fuck?
1: Are you going to put these?
4: You need to put these on Facebook. I'm going to take take take
0: photos of these and put them on the uh, on Facebook.
4: So Andy is just a circle head. There's the tiny, tiniest bit of hair on top of his head. Dickhead with square, well square eyes. The the glasses don't have the bits going on your ears, so I don't know if they can be seen. Glasses. You're drawing shit. I can't see them. And big teeth and a skinny neck and hair all over your arms and your legs. Yeah. I'm not even I that didn't realise you were no. that hairy.
0: <laughs> I just went from memory. <laughs> alright, so also, yeah.
4: also wearing else high heels with webbed fingers.
0: Yeah, high heels again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. So alright, you got that one correct. Well Yay. done. Well done. <laughs> now is the picture of myself complimentary
4: oh, or non complimentary? Because would you try and double bluff me?
1: Mm. You know just, me, I'll just you have know to go Lauren? with
4: my gut, and I do know you. It's complimentary.
0: Oh, precognition is impressive because <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. Look at that
4: beautiful man. I feel like man. this is a picture I've seen you draw of yourself before. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hulk, basically. Yeah, it's the Hulk it's in the tight Hulk. clothes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we'll it be says taking Falcon, Biggs, and T-Bone next to it. Yeah. How come me. you don't have high heels and webbed fingers? I, I ran out of space
0: <laughs> to put my feet in.
3: Yeah, but you still made proper fingers.
0: <laughs> I did. I made like two fists of power. So yeah. Um, okay. Thank you, Lauren. I think you've established a good baseline for memory mm-hmm. and precognition. Thank you.
3: I look forward to what you do next episode, Chris, with this uh, precognition. Me too. <laughs> Alright, so I've, I remember when I was a child, I had a cousin who's come around and she happened to be pregnant. Yeah. And we had a big pile of sand out the front. Okay. And she said, cats being, have been pooing in that pile of sand. You're I like, can smell it because I'm pregnant. Right, yes. And so ever since then, I've assumed that pregnant women gain a superpower of smell absolutely
2: I've heard the same thing and uh, in fact I think like someone walked into my house once and went a lemon has gone rotten in this house <laughs> and I was like what and lo and behold yeah, there it was
1: mm. a rotten
3: lemon and so what I've got is I've I went to the chemical store and yeah. I bought a common uh, thing used in perfumes nice and I've prepared solutions hang on the whales vomit ambergris yeah no it's a a phenyl phenyl ethyl alcohol okay and so it smells a little bit like roses Mm. so
4: i can say roses
3: and what we're going to do is i have (laughs) solutions of increasing concentration (laughs) and we're going to see what your limit of detection is Um. and we're going to compare you versus our Blind subjects of Chris and Andy Nice And so um, Chris and Lauren You're both going to be blindfolded Now Andy you once said on the podcast That if you're ever blindfolded you'll peek I am a peeker So I'm going to have to take your eyes out
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was the
3: rule (laughs) My own science this has come back to bite me in the (laughs) ass Alright this one's going to take a while Alright So I'm going to give you three one of them actually has the smell in it, but you're going to tell me which one and I'll see if you're correct or not. Okay.
1: Oh, are we oh, actually
4: being blindfolded or are we just closing our no, eyes? No, no, just close your eyes. No. I will. Then pee. you definitely peek. <laughs> 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 can I hold it? Or you... oh, okay. is that not allowed? No. I think I can smell your hands.
2: His hands smell like grossness. <laughs> like, 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 boy. <laughs> and
0: now?
4: I smell the same thing.
0: You smelling your fingers?
2: Yeah, it's like. I think I think three. Ooh, <laughs> oh!
0: I reckon I can smell it on two and three. That's what are
4: you saying? Two,
2: three.
0: Second one. Third one.
4: <laughs> and I said the first one. <laughs> Statistically, so one of us. Has one me. of us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, we're doing it. Too. One of
0: us is correct. Camera, go! No, you're all wrong.
1: <laughs>
3: you're so brainy. All right, all right. I can give you the results. What? One Quick of you around. has the greatest smell of the smell it out uh, of everybody. Yes, uh, yes. And that person managed to smell something in a volume percent of zero point zero zero five percent. Oh, wow! That is me. Everybody managed to smell it in zero point zero five percent. The person with the best smell today was Christopher T. bear Gibson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, give us. Your massive nose has paid look. off. Have <laughs> a look. <laughs>
0: Listeners, we're going to do a close-up photo of my nose so you can see the power of this massive schnoz. Yeah. Now, this is not to say mm-hmm. that um, Lauren's superpowers of smell will not increase because that's the whole purpose of this. So yeah. about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about my amazing nose. No, it's not. Or my incredible drawing ability. It's about how Lauren's powers of will increase over time.
3: So and with the power of editing, maybe we won't hear all of the fails we had. <laughs> <laughs> but I have many solutions which were below the detection limit this cool. week. But maybe everyone's gonna get better, or maybe just Lauren's gonna get better. Mm. We have our baseline. So, Wicked.
0: So, yay, so it was mine was point zero 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 five percent?
3: You it was five by 10 to the minus 3. Oh, take that.
0: All right.
2: 0.005. Wow. Mm. And we all got the 10 times Higher more concentrated. That. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Good job. Well done, everyone. Super schnozes. Well Woo. done, Lauren.
0: Thank you so much, Lauren, for no bringing you and your pregnancy to P-pop.
4: My pleasure. I'm <laughs> glad to be a guinea pig for <laughs> <laughs> pregnant women everywhere. More cho- um, more chocolate percent. and memory and smell yes. awaits you.
2: Could we have a, a Lauren's uh, pregnancy update as well? So before we run the, the test, it would be mm. nice to know how you're traveling. Mm. Can we measure your belly size? I think that would be cool. Plot belly size, <laughs> like round belly size versus these things.
4: Weeks is fine. Okay, weeks is fine. <laughs> we do weeks.
1: Or do we? Belly
4: size can be whether or not you can notice it. Can you notice it yet?
0: No, I couldn't no. notice it at all. At no. all. <laughs> no, no, not at all.
2: I can notice it on you, Chris.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Music is
2: provided by the awesome Adelaide based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app like our Facebook page join in the forum Animat.net. Animat.net, and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that is the most useful if we're going to rank yeah, yeah. ranking I want, I want to rank I want to rank
3: I love ranking Cameron sponsor for the week you were just listening to the published Perish Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor Cadbury's Dairy Milk Chocolate very good mm. I would love to be sponsored by those guys. Can we race? You and
2: me? No. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Final farewells.
1: Goodbye from Gibbo. Ciao. Bye.